Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. It's the Irishman running abroad Christmas special. From the best shoes to the best performances, best gadgets, best book, we're looking back on the best and worst of a jam-packed year in running. The queen of Irish athletics, Sonia Sullivan, is here as always. This time she's down under. Sonia, you're de- still down in Australia. What's the weather like there? Because I am here with an electric blanket over my legs to keep me warm. Well, it's finally turned a corner, believe it or not. And it was miserable there for a while. I mean, it was the worst. It was like worse than an Irish summer for the past few weeks. Really? Oh, it was so bad. And um, everyone's saying, no, it couldn't be, but it was. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, on Saturday, there was just so much rain. I was just, I felt like I was like, you know, just waterlogged. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, what's <laughs> the point going to Australia and getting rained on? I know. I was walking Winnie twice in one day in the rain and it was just, yeah, the worst. But now everyone's saying, yeah, but it wasn't wasn't cold. And that's what I kept telling myself was, well, at least the rain is not cold rain. <laughs> and <laughs> Yes, but today we got sunshine and yesterday and I was at the beach and it's amazing. I was walking along the beach and lovely sunshine, blue, blue sea, blue sky. And I'm getting on a plane to Ireland tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm going to. Have oh, a- and you have no idea what you're heading back into. <laughs> because I know. It has been bitter bitter cold i heard anybody I heard. oh listen anybody who's out running listening to this right now will know all about it it's layer up wrap up and you know get in front of the fire as soon as you get back kind of weather but hopefully now it'll balance out and we'll get a mild december you're coming back obviously to promote a little bit of ireland's fittest family which is in full swing your family's doing well at the moment sonia on the series you don't want to give away how it all pans out yeah, well, I haven't seen last night's one yet, or this week's show. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. they've sent me the link. And uh, I love watching it every week, but I was out. And, you see, I was able to watch it all the other weeks because it was raining so much. I was happy to stay inside. Um, but <laughs> It's a very funny show, Sonia, because like, if I showed it to a visitor, if you have people coming back home this Christmas, stick on Ireland's Fittest Family, because it is such a window into how Irish families work. And also just it's so bizarre at times. One of the activities was literally gathering potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> scooping up armfuls of potatoes and putting them in buckets while someone balanced on one foot uh, was i did i imagine that or was that actually what happened that was actually what happened and yeah it was pretty scary i mean it's one thing balancing on one foot but it's another balancing on one foot and i think was it five meters in the air i think they're in, all pretty high in a potato um warehouse or barn or something and um yeah while the others were picking potatoes and running them from one crate to the other. If you described it, you couldn't make it up. Uh, it's really good. It's available on the RT player and the international player, wherever you're listening to this right now. Best and worst of 2023. It's been a mad, mad year, just so jam-packed from every angle. When somebody puts to you, uh, or when I put to you, best and worst in athletics over the year if we're to take the broadest view to start with what do you think this year will be remembered for or does kelvin kiptoom just 
dominate the headlines. I don't know. He doesn't jump out for me at all. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> he's not my go-to. Really? No. No. Okay, that's no. interesting. No, I mean, I. It's kind of a strange one because yeah, we are all attracted to fast times, and the racing sometimes can be lost in it. But it beca- it's starting to become a bit like movies and books, you know. I don't know if you're the same mm. as me, but I can read the best book ever. And then now I look back and I can't remember it or watch a good movie. And <laughs> yeah. like I have to look it yeah. up to remember what it yeah. was. And it's the same with athletics. There was so many like record-breaking races and times throughout the season that it was just never ending it was just too many nearly Mm. that and maybe that's what i suppose i would remember it for is the continuous like the bar is continually being raised and it there just seems to be no limit anymore there's no glass ceiling out there anymore there's always somebody coming along who can just break through one more one more little bit uh, just when yeah, you think you've um, just when you te- think that you've reached the limit, there's someone out there who can go that little bit further. And maybe maybe that is the thing with the men's marathon is that the two hour is that kind of mystical um, barrier that it's not been done yet in a proper race, but it's pretty close now. And people really didn't think it was ever going to happen. Mm. You know, and is that then your prediction for 2024, that this is the year that that will happen? Well, you would think, yes, it should, based on what happened this year. But then, you know, sometimes when you expect that things are going to happen, they don't. And it all mm. changes. Like one year, like a particular event, like the Women's 1500 was pretty hot this year. But it can go through fluctuations as well. And you know, some years it's hotter than others. And, but right now, I think the women's 1500 is probably one of the most competitive events out there. Mm. And, it, and that was reflected, of course, in uh, the naming of the Joint Athlete of the Year, the 123.ie National Athletics Awards in Dublin on Wednesday last week. Rashid Adelecki and Kira McGeehan named joint winners this year. I mean, you couldn't really argue with that. You couldn't separate the two of them for what they did this year, could you, Sonia? Well, I think they should have. I don't agree with them sharing the award. I think... Really? Yeah, I mean, it's just a cop-out to do that. I mean, nobody, they're sitting on the fence by sharing an award like mm. that because it's very easy to, to decide the winner of that. And clearly, for me, it would be Kira McGeehan because really? she just ran better races and she ran more of them. And, I mean, if you want to do it objectively, you just have to go to World Athletics and you put in, um, you can put in the, you can get the, overall athlete of the year for the best in the world and then you can also put in each country so you can put in ireland and it'll give you the rankings of who's the best athletes in ireland based on their performances for the year and Mm. and you think it was hands down kira 100 percent. yeah i mean i think rashida she was expected to win a medal and she didn't kira true but she did dominate the college game like she absolutely dominated this year yeah, but the college probably didn't win the medal because of that. But the college is, that's small, what would you call it? Small fry. Small fry. It's, it's different. It's, hmm. yeah, it's not comparable. 
Right. It's another world over there. And and yes, it is very difficult. It's very hard, but it's in its own little bubble. And I think if you're the best in that bubble, then, you know, you can be really good at it. And yeah, she was dominant in that and she ran a lot of records, but it doesn't compare to the big stage. That's a small stage. That's just a sideshow. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, yeah, it was difficult for her to come out of that and into, you know, the, the big stage, but others, others did it and were successful and won medals. And yeah, I think, I don't think Rashida ran as well as she could have at the world championships. And mm. um, whereas I think yeah. Kira McGeehan ran above herself at the world championships. So if we're looking for a moment of the year, the standout moment for you, what what really caught your eye then when you were asked to go back? Because I do take on board the point that we are oversaturated from every angle on everything, including athletic achievements. Was there one like Katie Taylor this week for me was the sporting standout moment of the year? just in terms of the drama and the amount of people that wrote her off. Uh, it was a full rocky story for her. To me, there's no question in the general sense of sport. That's my moment of the year. What's yours, though? I think I can't pick that because I wasn't in Ireland, so I don't think I got the full effect of it. And okay. I'm sure if I was there, I would have felt it much greater. Um, I did watch mm. from afar, but you know, just watching the like the live results coming in and the opposite. Not the same. You didn't actually yeah. see the fight. So it's very difficult when you don't see something to really pick that as your number one moment. I think for me, the the world championships in Budapest, and that's probably being biased because, you know, it's my sport, but also because I was there. I think that was probably one of the best world championships in athletics ever. I think they really included everybody in the championships like the athletes the spectators the local people it was just the whole city embraced it and it was you know it wasn't just all about the athletics though it was a fun place to be and there was a lot going on um Mm. and everybody was just into it sometimes you go to these championships or even to an event like it could be a standalone event and you wouldn't you could possibly not even know it's on but it was impossible not to know that the world championships was on in budapest it was one of the greatest things ever and then i think being there and witnessing um i think fate kipugan was i mean i i don't think they've picked the athlete of the year yet have they world athletics i haven't seen no not yet i know the shortlist was out but i mean it's very hard to compare events and to compare athletes but for me she's got to be one of the best of the year you know winning the 1500 and the 5000 meters at the world championships and breaking the world record in both events and the mile the mile world record is probably the one that stands out the most for me yeah unbelievable what an unbelievable year you couldn't you couldn't write it i definitely think that's a great shout for performance of the year and event of the year let's go a bit smaller now and get into uh, the side of things that i'm probably a bit more obsessed with than other people and but then i guess it is such a huge conversation piece in running the shoes what was your shoe of the year 
what was the shoe that gave you the most joy? I know that this week we've been inundated with stories of the new Alpha Fly 3, which is Nike's big answer to this Pro Evo Adidas shoe, which stole all the headlines from them this year. For you, Sonia, what were you running in? Let's start there. What were you running in and what, what brought you the most joy when you were running? Um, I think the Alpha Fly 2. I didn't. I haven't tried the Alpha Fly 3, but the Alpha Fly 2 was the shoe that I was most comfortable in running this year. And yeah, I really liked it. But then at the same time, I'm, I think it allowed me to maybe run more than I should have been running. And maybe I'm paying for it now. So, <laughs> yeah, you've had a tricky year that way. Yeah. So I think, you know, if I get myself up for it, I can run in those shoes. And in a, some way, I feel like those shoes are a bit of a crutch for people. And I'd love to be able to just go in regular shoes and, you know, just go for an easy run right now. I just feel like I, I definitely and probably other people as well become very dependent on these shoes to the point where it's really mm-hmm. hard to go back to the old ones and you hear a lot of injuries from people now because of these shoes and really yeah i mean i think not not uh, not regular athletes but i think high level athletes every now and then there's one or two come along in a row with a similar injury and you just feel that there must be something in those shoes that is throwing people off a bit and making them run differently mm mm-hmm. It's so funny that that's your that's your shoe this year. When I went down through this, I went through more shoes than ever before this year. Obviously, training for two marathons will do that. But the Alpha Fly 2s were top of the list, top of the shit list, <laughs> I have to say. I was like, what a crock of junk these things are. And I'm probably not the only person thinking that, as you say it, Sonia. I was in blister hell after one run in those bad boys. They were kindly donated to me by listener Steve Daly and just not for me. So when these Alpha Fly 3s arrive, all I'm interested in in all of the reviews is have they solved this arch issue for the flat footed normie like myself? I'm not he- hearing any mention of blisters in any of the reviews, but Alpha Fly 2s just they really are marmite, aren't they? You either love them or hate them for you. They're the only thing you can run in right now. The Essex Nimbus was given to me by John Buckley Sports when I went down to Cork in May. And those are an all-rounder. I don't know if you've had a pair of Nimbus recently at all, Sonia, but they are such a such a bouncy, easy-to-run shoe. A lot of people told me they were their favorite shoe for 2023. I also found a 30-euro pair of Adidas Takumi Zen in Kildare Village, which are just for the track. Absolutely loved those. But I ran London in the Adidas Primex Strung, and they're just like... Totally illegal for the elites to use massive platform shoes that I absolutely love. Those would be my pick. What were the what was the uh, what was the low point that way for you? Like, what was the thing that you bought this year to assist your running that you were like, ah, what a lot of junk. I'm going to have to put that in the bin now. (laughs) I don't know if I bought anything. (laughs) Anything I inherited along the way. Uh, yeah, I guess this is our gadget round here. Yeah. We're into the gadgets and end of things. Well, 
Yeah, <laughs> gadgets. Yeah, you're you're Mr. Gadget, so you can start off with that. <laughs> yeah, well, look, uh, I think that one of the most common things that everybody needs is something to carry stuff in, right? What do you use when you're like, oh, I have to bring keys and a watch? What are you using in that? Or a phone? In that instance, what do you use? I normally have a string bag of some kind. Do you know what a string string bag? Oh yeah, so just the stringy bag that goes over the back. Yeah, so it's a bit like a some sometimes they come with your shoes or a shoe bag, and uh, mm, and you just tighten that up. I just throw everything into it, and yeah, or else um, a what do you call them? A tote bag. I quite like them as well. So I go through yeah, phases I'm... with all these things of which one. Well, yeah, I want, and it depends, I suppose, what I'm doing. Like if I need to carry it where I need both my hands, or if I need to. Or I'm okay to have it on my shoulder. Yeah, well, I would be a fit belt man for the last year or so, which is this device that people will know. It It's meant to, you're meant to slide things into it and it just fits around your waist like a an extra elastic on your shorts. And for lots of people, it, it works for them. Maybe I'm not the only person tore the back out of me. It, every, I had to wear it and every time I did, it would, leave scorch marks on my back and i tell you something you probably don't have this experience but when you get into the shower and you forget that this is about to happen and you turn your back and the water hits those scorch marks it is like being punched in the back i mean the pain of the chafing from this yoke i was like i'm sorry fit belt you are going in the bin this year i obviously had um, a month or so two months of working with this limbo device that i've mentioned on the show before do you remember this yes yeah the old limbo is meant to measure your glucose levels throughout the day it, is a, it's like a chip that you stick onto the uh, bingo wing side of your arm and uh, a little needle goes in just like anybody with diabetes measuring it every single day. Now, well, do you feel it was good. Every day. You, you, no, you don't. They, whatever way it, it rests. I didn't even know there was a needle there until somebody said it to me because I just thought I was sticking it on. You apply it with a little kind of a gun applicator and that's what that's what's measuring the glucose. It's actually in your bloodstream. Uh, you have an app, you get a little whoop band with it and a weighing scales that you hold on to a handle when you're taking your weight. It's all about weight. It is all about weight. It seems to be just a keto diet, but you're keeping a very close eye on the fluctuations in your blood sugar. Now, it's expensive and I was covering it for the Sunday Business Post. I wrote a piece about it that I'll link in the info. It's not for runners. And I said it in the in the article. It's probably brilliant for people who want to lose weight. There's loads of testimonies from people going, lost a ton of weight using this, but it's just not for runners. It was the whole time telling me, hey, yeah, yeah, not enough, too many carbs there with that lunch. Uh, and I just, I got so tired of being told you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong and having this thing wagging its finger at you. Uh, because the way it works on you, this is the mad thing, was you would take a photo of your lunch and the AI in the app would be able to assess the photo as to what you were eating. So you didn't have to put in 300 grams of this, 40 grams of that. It would look at the photo and know that's a Caesar salad and it would go, good choice, <laughs> um, go easy on the dressing. What did you have to drink with that? So it would be a dialogue between you and the app, which suits a lot of people. But for me, it was like I, I needed those potatoes i needed a bit of pasta to keep training for these marathons and it was the whole time telling me 
you're not, I don't need any more negativity in my life. <laughs> so limbo doesn't get the, uh, the, the, the best gadget of the year for me. Before I get to my one, what was your go-to gadget this year? It doesn't have to be a running one. What was the gadget in your life, Sonia, that, that you got the most out of this um, year? Well, actually, I, when you were talking about the fit belt there, you recommended that to me as well. When I was looking for one, because mm. I broke one. I break these things all the time. Um, because <laughs> what happens is when I put them on, they're never tight enough. Like I don't want to feel my phone jumping up and down. And so they're never mm. really tight enough. And so I, I tighten them as much as I can and to the point where they eventually just, when I tighten snap. they snap open. And um, right. when I went to the shop, they said to me, oh, the Fitbit, no, they said, that's way too big for you. You don't want that. There's too much. It'll be jumping around in there. Mm. And they offered me a Ron Hill one, I think, which was not very good. It was a bit loose and it, it wasn't so big. But in relation to those fit belts and one that you can try, um, you'll be able to find one of these inside in the Decathlon shop. Do you ever go in there? Right. Yeah, there's one up the road here. Yeah, th- they've got them in there and they're the best, I reckon. They cost and what's it called? 10 euros. It's just the thing that goes around your waist. I have. A, oh, that's it. Okay, yeah. so it's just a, a decathlon version of it, yeah. ten euro version, re- I'll send alternative you a picture of it. They're really good. Okay, and I'll include that in the in the notes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that was your standout gadget but, this year? No, not really. No, because I've had that a while. So <laughs> that's not my. Okay. Not quite my gadget. I'm trying to think what is my standout gadget now. I've I've lost. Well, you invested in the Apple Watch oh, this did. year yes. for the first time. How did that work out? So. I haven't quite figured it. It's freaking dead now, of course. The battery is not great in it. <laughs> the battery's shite. That is that is the big is knock that? on the Apple Watch, isn't it? It's it, it also, if you overcharge it at all, the battery goes to hell as well, just mm-hmm. like with an iPhone. Yeah, no, I uh, so yeah, if you leave. I mean, it charges pretty quick. That's the one good thing about it. It charges mm. very quick. Like, I'll be put it on the charger, and next thing I'll get a notification, notification on my phone, and it'll say, your Apple Watch is You're charged. good to go. Yeah. So if you remember yeah. to put it on there at all, it, it, like you can charge it just before you go to bed and take it off before you go to sleep. Mm. Yeah, I guess I do need to give the Apple Watch yeah. its due. Like it is the reason that we had these episodes of me running those marathons. I recorded everything using the dictaphone on the watch itself. So if you are someone who takes voice notes and uh, wants to take calls on the run, which again, I did in London, <laughs> it is, it's a wonder. It's an, like, I don't know if there's a watch that's caught it that way for the kind of technical jiggery pokery gadgetry app side of things. People will talk about Coros and uh, garments, but in terms of just like life stuff, I think the Apple Watch is still ahead, is it? Well, I think as a nice watch to wear, it's ahead. It looks nice mm. and it feels nice. And I had a Fitbit as my second watch because I couldn't wear, wear the Garmin walking around. So it was just too ugly. Mm. And I've never yeah. had a nice one. So the Apple Watch definitely feels better than the Fitbit. And you can buy lots of nice straps for it, which is kind of nice. Mm, yeah, well, I, I definitely have the straps, multiple straps on rotation as well, because I just can't find the one that works right for me. Uh, it it can be accessorized very easily and made look nice. You're right for yeah, and I, different occasions. I like and that's, the, that's a plus. Too. I like the thing on it, the ECG thing. Have you tried that? Oh, well, here we go. Now we're getting to my choice <laughs> this year. There's obviously heart monitor issues or, or um, apps for the 
uh, Apple Watch that you've enjoyed. Yeah, I like that. And I like that the, the heart rate seems fairly accurate. It is, yeah. It's pretty accurate, obviously. Even it's though not, it doesn't, it's not kind of really tight against your wrist always. But yeah, it seems now, to pick up your heart rate other than just by being close to your wrist, I think. And this is this is my pick of the year because heart rate became something I was suddenly very interested in after the the tanking at the Dublin City Marathon. Now, this is foreshadowing for episodes to come, guys, because uh, Vinnie Mulvey in Ashburn at VinnieMulveyFitness.ie has changed my training towards the heart rate zones. So he told me to pick up a chest strap and download the app Elite HRV. And Sonia, I have to say, as a man in his 40s now training, using these heart rate zones is just so much easier on the body. Uh, And the chest strap just provides such accurate readings on the heart rate all the way around. Now, other people are going, ah, chest strap's old. You need to be getting the arm strap is what everybody's wearing at the moment. But for me, I just think it's been such a great insight. Maybe it's not the strap itself that I love, but it's actually running and not thinking about pace, just keeping the heart rate on my watch and just staying where I want it to be has given me so much time in my head. Like, you know, the way sometimes these runs, you can feel a little bit like I'm just thinking about keeping going. But when you're running at a heart rate zone, zone two for so much of the week, just get a lot of time to think and suddenly running is a bit more contemplative you're a bit more meditative out when you're out there uh, thinking about life or taking in the sounds of the birds and nature uh, if you had a chest strap on you is this just me the first flush of love with a chest strap or is it something that you found bothersome over the years um well i think the watches they used to come with chest straps before and now you, oh, did that? Now you have to buy them, and they're about a hundred euros, aren't they? They they like they are dear. For what yeah. they are, you kind of think it's a lot of money, but it's definitely worth it. I definitely believe mm-hmm. they get the best reading compared to when you say the wrist one. You mean just on the watch on your wrist, right? Mm, well, the 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 whoop uh, strap. A lot of people wear it at the upper arm around the bicep now. Right. Uh, seems to be where a lot of people are wearing them and that that's where they're getting their reading from because it can be a little bit uncomfortable to have this strap around your chest the whole time. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, I mean, I suppose when I used to wear the chest strap, I wouldn't probably didn't wear it every run, but I wore it on mm. the kind of, I suppose, session day runs and long runs sometimes, so maybe three times a week. So I didn't mind it. Yeah. But some people do. You can get cut with it sometimes, depending on the climate that you're running in. Um, so you have yeah. to be careful with that. But they they definitely, I think, work much better than, than the wrist one. They're much more accurate. You can see the actual graph of your heart rate much better. It's a bit more consistent um, mm. when you wear that. So I think it's definitely worth it. Uh, and you can- I went for the Garmin H. Uh, rm pro plus now it isn't the dearer side as sonia said but it is it's just been providing so much interesting data and keeping my running fun after if you've run a marathon and you're feeling like oh god running again it's definitely got the fun back into this thing for me what were you going to say there sorry for um, so is that the one that you can wear for in the water as well or is it yes yeah i yeah. think that's the, the top of the range that one it's supposed to be mm. very good now, I want yeah, to know that, what, that gets my shout. what headphones are you wearing these days? Oh, that's another shout. Jeez, I never even thought about that. So I'm wearing the uh, Aftershocks 
headphones, the bone conduction headphones. What are you wearing? I'm back in the AirPods again. The Oh no, what? But actually I'm not 100% happy about them because I, I wore them, I don't know if I told you this, I wore them one day in Oregon and at the end of my run, I then was talking to somebody so I took them out and I put them into my crop top and then when I got to the back of my car and I was getting changed, they fell out and I didn't realise. Oh no. And for the first time ever, <laughs> you know, the notification that comes up on your phone that says your AirPods your AirPods have been left behind. They're not with you. <laughs> the first time ever, it was like they were in a place that I was like, oh, no, <laughs> they've fallen out. <laughs> so I had to go back and there was it was unbelievable. It was like one of the most like the heaviest rain ever. There was a river running down the street and I went back to where the car was parked and I knew exactly where they would be, but they were after going down the river, <laughs> the road in the river. <laughs> Oh my god! So find my phone. You did that on the when you just came the on the AirPods. It just came. Sometimes it, it lets you know you've lost your thing. It just comes up on your phone without even asking it. So it, oh wow, I got this notification before I was even home. So it was only five minutes down the road, and I came back, and the rain was so heavy that they were washed down the street. And I found one, and the other one was actually a bit damaged. So then they weren't working. So I had to go and buy new ones, and then I went and I got the noise canceling ones, and I don't. I don't really like Not as good. I don't like them for running because it's very hard. I know you can turn the noise cancelling thing off, but I think it kind of by default it goes to noise cancelling and then I can't hear anything and it's really annoying yeah. because it's it's nearly like a I remember the first day I wore them I was in the forest in Portland in Forest Park and I could kind of hear my feet were like echoing as they were landing on the ground. It was driving me mad. It was a really weird feeling. So I think they're probably good for the aeroplane if you're not bringing your big headphones. Yeah. Uh, but the, I think I need I mean, to... That's annoying. The aftershocks, I never really got 100% comfortable with them. And really? Because to me, it, they're the safest thing to run with. Because like you say, you do need to hear if cars are coming. Mm-hmm. You, do, you definitely need that. Certainly on these roads that I'm running on, I, I get so much jip from so many drivers. They look at me like... What are you doing out running on these roads? <laughs> and when I first moved back to Ireland, I thought the same thing. But you're entitled to be out there and you definitely need bone conduction headphones to be able to hear these cars coming, especially if they're electric. Bloody quiet oh, coming up behind really you. Quiet, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, need, we've got an awful lot more here. I need, Go ahead. I need to try the aftershocks again. They're, I know they're in the car, in my car in Oregon, in the door. And like they're they're talking about them down here in Australia all the time. They must have just made it down here. And uh, really, all the guys on the the far the kudos, they're all out there giving them a lash. And yeah, the Sophie the other day, she was uh, she was going to claim mine anyway. <laughs> she said, "You have those," and I said, "Yeah, they're in the car." Yeah, well, I I know a guy who knows a guy who might be able to sort you out with a brand spanking new pair, Sonia. And maybe we'll put a pair up in our competition. We're going to announce a competition for uh, the listeners next week. A couple of bits and bobs. We might put together an Irishman running abroad hamper for you to win for the Christmas. That's next time on the podcast. Come on over to patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad where you can hear the full episodes like you're missing out, lads. The full episode is where you want to be. If you enjoy the podcast, get over there for a fiver a month. 
You just get to sign up, no obligation, cancel anytime you like. You get double size episodes. This week, you'll get to hear Sonia's pick of the week, her performance of the year. And uh, I have picked someone from the Valencia Marathon who put on an absolute clinic in how to get through when things go astray, when things don't go perfectly for you at a marathon to still get there and get it done. Uh, That's all over there. We'll go through our other picks of the year, funniest moment of the year, best movie of the year, biggest lesson learned and lots, lots more on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise. Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress, 